Hello and welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Summer 2022 edition, which marks the end of Season 7 of the Neat Glass-sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And every six months, we like to give ourselves a break from our regularly scheduled buffoonery, <laughs> humble brag about who's listening to us all over the world, recap all the episode shorts and other things that we've created in the past six months, do a quick taste of a spirit we're sipping on tonight, and then provide you with a preview of what's coming up in the next six months in Season 8. And of course... There will be tangents. But before all that happens, as per usual, Ed's going to start us off with some special shout-outs. Mm. And pour himself a drink, apparently. I'm going to warm up today before we get to the quick taste with a little bit of the Willet family of Saint Rye. Mm, Willet, be good. It will be good. 114 proof. Great way to start the episode. Mm. So we had less variety i guess as far as guests and people on but we had a lot of the core members get us through the summer for sure gabe and siobhan were tied with four appearances each both did two episodes and two shorts as is their contract by the way (laughs) uh sue also had two episodes and two shorts Mm -hmm. jeff was on for two appearances an episode and a short drea as she moved to virginia yeah. Did two farewell appearances, an episode and a short. <laughs> and then Brian, our dedicated fan from Afghanistan slash Marlton, New Jersey. Hello, Brian. He was on for an episode and a short. And probably the highlight of guests, no offense to everybody I just mentioned. Right. Was Greg Snyder, the master store from Chickencock, who is just an iconic whiskey presence, if you will. Yeah, yeah. 40 plus years in the industry. And uh, there's a guy we could probably have on once a month that it would never get stale. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. We'll talk about him more when right. we get to the uh, recaps. And also, Scott and I. Yeah, we were on a few. Right, we've been on a few. <laughs> All right, so um, what we like to do first, the listener stats. Yeah, you know, I love that because I don't know these at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, six months goes by and, now, you know, we've already made a pretty good mark in the world, so it's not quite as dramatic anymore, but it still surprises me which states move up and drop down and which countries make a burst. We never know why this happens, what algorithm we're hitting. Yeah, and so you say that, <laughs> and I've literally for a month held back from you some surprising news all right because usually that's it just incremental shifts and there was a big shift and we'll get to it so if you're regular listeners you've probably noticed that we modified our output a little bit uh we now do one full length episode a month we do one short or something else for the second week and then we do a new thing the news in the third week and if there are five thursdays in a month we'll do a bonus short yeah and or if we just have something we'll put out we'll, we'll do a bonus short. exactly like if there's something that really cool comes up like the interview with greg snyder that came up we, right. we definitely wanted to put that out and we delayed other things because of it sure so possibly because of that or maybe because we're slowly coming out of the pandemic mode right right and people are busy doing other things not listen to our podcast we experienced a bit of a plateau where our listenership was concerned july in particular was way down yeah and I didn't really check the stats much after that, but something really interesting happened in August mm-hmm. in the, the first week. So we had a single day in which almost mm. a thousand people downloaded an episode. What? Yeah. That's unheard of for us. Uh, yeah. The so, same episode? Um, 75% of it was the Jack Daniels episode. Wow. But the rest of it was just random episodes. That's outstanding. Yeah, and I only saw this, like I said, maybe like a month ago, and I hid it from you because I wanted to get your reaction. My God, all potential sponsors, please just look at us on that day. (laughs) It was August 8th, 2022. (laughs) We had the most spectacular day of our lives. So I'm not really sure what happened. 
Because most of the listens came from Samsung podcasts. So like if you have an iPhone, you've had an Apple Podcasts app dedicated on your phone. For years. Samsung hasn't had that. Mm. But this year they did. And in May, Podbean, our host, put us on Samsung Podcasts. So we started getting trickle in. But for some reason, on this particular day, and maybe because it's Jack Daniels, and for whatever reason, the episode sort of went viral for us. Mm. And it's a great episode for us to mm-hmm. go viral. So I don't really know why it did it, but it did. It helped our summer stats, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely helped our summer stats. So, and I would like to also say, which I didn't say on the Jack Daniels episode, that Austin from Ohio at least had some impetus for doing Tennessee whiskey slash Jack Daniels. So thank you, Austin. So with all of that balancing us out, we have officially reached 25,000 downloads. That's pretty impressive. Total. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And thank you to everybody who spends the time to listen. Those numbers don't include us. If we listen to our episodes to get a handle on something, we usually go through YouTube. That doesn't hit our numbers. Right. YouTube's right. a separate list. We, we get like 12 or 15 on YouTube. We, it's, have, it's we have no YouTube presence at all. That's Because they're not really videos, right? Right. Or, yeah, right. I, I mean, it, our actual videos on their own. Right. There's audio. That's right. So there's another surprise in the countries, but I'm going to do the states first. Mm-hmm. So the states, we had the 15 plus DC right. for a while now. Uh, there wasn't much movement in the top four, but below that there was. So I'm just going to go one to 10. Yeah, the top four. Yeah, the top four, go ahead. Okay, yeah, go so ahead. Uh, Jersey, yep. uh, Pennsylvania. Right. Was it New York? No. Ca- wait, California? No. Illinois? Yes, Illinois is third. And the fourth one was, um, fuck me, I can't remember. Local? Local state, Delaware? close to us, not Delaware. The other one, we everybody always forgets. They're just close to us. I said New York and I said Pennsylvania, right. and not Delaware. Right. The other one, right there. Connecticut. No, it's right there. Oh, Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Maryland. Oh, Maryland. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry, Maryland. If you want to go to Baltimore from where, where we're sitting right now, it's two hours. Yeah. So that hasn't changed from uh, last season. The number five up one spot, Florida. All right. All right. Down one spot. So basically, it has switched. To be, right. California, which you mentioned. Right. I knew Cali was top five. Yep. Right. And you also mentioned New York. New York stayed steady at number seven. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Ohio up five spots. So jumping into the top 10, Ohio. Nice. Um, Ohio, by the way, is an underrated whiskey state. They're right above Kentucky. So they get a lot of good releases there. Yeah, they do. They're right over the river. Ohio River, I guess that is. Mm, I'm not willing to commit that. <laughs> that could be at the top of Ohio. If, if I'm wrong, I'll just edit that out and nobody will know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Number nine, Texas, up one. They were 10 last season. Right. And falling two from eight to 10, Georgia. All right. So that's the top 10. So falling out of the top 10 was Virginia. They're right. now 11th. But, but, you know, after we trashed them. Um, <laughs> The um oh the Isaac Bowman yeah, yeah after we trashed the Isaac Bowman uh, yeah, they tuned out <laughs> yeah we went pretty strong on their wine finished one yeah Jesus that's right oh, we, God we, that was bad it was a pour out for us it was so bad I th- I still have it for hazing purposes yeah we keep it in the back closet just to give the new people and haze them <laughs> yeah and the only other like major mover was Tennessee moved four spots from 21 to 17 i think yeah and, they're moving and, up i mean that that could be part of the jack daniels episode oh could be absolutely maybe brown foreman people who are there maybe they got a whiff of it and they just kind of pass it around themselves oh, wouldn't it be awesome if, they, if that happened yeah That'd i mean awesome. I, I like to believe that if i was creating this whiskey and you know we have a decent podcast here i would listen to the episode i mean shit, sure it's your you spent all year making this whiskey you want to hear yeah. what we think about it Especially we featured it wasn't just we mentioned it we featured the whole damn episode yeah it was all about the distiller and everything 
and especially they might be curious since the, the episode was subtitled well there goes our jack Daniels sponsorship <laughs> if you worked there you'd be like dude you gotta check this out these fucking guys are shot out <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that when we yeah. do the recaps I was a little extra. Yeah. Okay. We'll just say that. It was funny. I was trying to rein him in. So if I'm trying to rein Scott in, the, 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 right. it's like. We're in the upside down. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So here's the surprise, the okay. country. So last time we had uh, 60. Yeah. I elected to report one. So apologies to Costa Rica. Okay. Ahead of time because I forgot you. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. That's our first Costa Rican. Yes. Fighting. So we have 61. Well, before this season, we had 61. Now we have 89. Shut your mouth. What are you talking about? 28 new countries. In six months? Well, really just pretty much in August. I'm doing a great job of spreading this brand. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> that you didn't even know about. I didn't now. realize it. You know, whenever we're not recording, what you don't know is I buy tickets and I fly to the corners of the globe and I just start giving out whiskey tangent cards to people. <laughs> Sometimes it's really cute. I don't speak the language. You know, I just a lot of sign language and like drinky drinky. And then, you know, and I give them a card and I have them all translated, whether it's Spanish or, you know, some Chinese dialect. Sanskrit. You know, and of course I'm fluent in 62 languages, you know. So, wow. uh, Are you? oh, I am. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can speak 62 different versions of english it's crazy <laughs> most of them badly <laughs> right my pronunciation isn't great on all of them oh shit. but yeah so it, you know it's good it's good i forgot that i went to costa rica and, and had that one person listen to us with yeah, me yeah and the other 28 countries that i'm about to list yeah. that you don't remember going to anytime i see somebody like passed out on a bench i'll just get their phone and just turn our podcast on and just play it and walk away but honestly if you just named a random country we would probably be on this list bangladesh mm, we've already had them oh okay yeah. well um not pakistan mm, no okay i right, do what you're gonna do why am i trying to get in fear with you <laughs> all right so here they are albania okay aruba right. bahamas dominican republic egypt guam guiana indonesia jamaica kenya moldova Mongolia, Nepal, Nigeria, Palestine, Peru, Reunion, the French island in the Indian Ocean, Saudi Arabia, Serbia, Sierra Leone, Trinidad and Tobago, Tunisia, Uruguay, Uzbekistan, Venezuela, Vietnam, Yemen, and Zambia. It is speechless. I don't know what the fuck to even say to any of that. And I would say three quarters were more than just one download. I honestly don't know what to say to that. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the combination of maybe the Samsung app and Jack Daniels? Yes. Jesus. Do it next week when we do our third Jack Daniels episode <laughs> in a row. Just Jack. Just Jack. <laughs> September's going to be just Jack. <laughs> oh, isn't that crazy? I love it, though. All those countries. Wow. So... 89 total we've been downloaded i mean we went up almost like 45 percent more countries in, in one season it's insane that's exciting man i really i needed that little pump up there right because we i knew we were taking a dip this summer because we were kind of our numbers were a little slowed up we but, really did because the last time we actually talked about the yeah. stats it was the end of july and i said well yeah. you kind of yeah. had a bad yeah we july. had a production meeting like we do and you know we we get the crew you know it takes hundreds of people to get the podcast yeah. off and we had to lay some people off a couple of the key grips and the, the sound boom guys and <laughs> 
<laughs> some guys some, from a you know research and development some r&d guys they had a, you know they're, they're basically just drinking whiskey drunk all the time anyway so they're easy to cut but. i also have a feeling that maybe the stats from samsung got loaded like all at once like for the for the week ahead of that because we put the episode out on like the first or the second yeah, yeah. and it was the eighth that like everybody listened to it i don't think that yeah, that was probably i, I think it's probably plausible. the week you're probably yeah. yeah so anyway i'm gonna do the top 10 uh, let's see if you can do the top four because those are the same as last time. You should be able to do this. Yeah, well, the United States. Yeah. Um, Canada. Right. That makes easy. That it, uh, it gets weird now. Um, Think about who just died. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. England. Yeah, United Kingdom. Yeah, the United Kingdom uh, is third. Um, France. No. Spain. Close. Oh, Portugal. No, what I meant was. Oh. Spain is close to fourth. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. So wait, you wait. might not see it coming. Oh, the Germans really? <laughs> the Germans, That's yeah. right. The Germans did jump up to fourth. Yeah, they're at fourth. That surprised me. But hey, listen, we definitely owe you guys. Probably not going to happen till after the first of the year, but we owe you a German whiskey episode. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that they've been growing spectacularly the last decade. Brian, if you have any German whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, you mentioned Spain. Spain is fifth, up yep. one from last year's sixth. They switched places with South Africa. Well, it's funny. We did a South African whiskey. You think that they would have jumped up, not yeah, slipped down. I know, right? Mexico, they are up five spots. They jumped into the top 10 from 12th to 7th. Uh, eighth, well, down one spot is Afghanistan. Once again, thank you, Brian. India is number nine. They've jumped up two spots. They're also in the top 10. Well, there's a billion of them I could get if I could grab them. Right. And down two spots, Thailand. Mm-hmm. That rounds out the top 10. Some of the big movers, Ireland has also dropped out of the top 10, which is Fuckers. sad. Uh, especially we, uh, we did a whole fucking Irish God episode. God damn it. We do a whole Irish episode. Come on, Ireland. Fucking Christ. The fuck are you guys doing? Is that terrible? No. Okay. That's how I feel. 13th dropping four places. Also dropping out of the top 10, Taiwan. I mean, with all the stress with China, you think they'd yeah. be drinking more whiskey there. They would, yeah. Up for, you mentioned France from 19th to 15th place. And you probably know the reason for this one. Honduras jumped 15 spots from 35 to 20. <laughs> Thank you, Marty. <laughs> Marty and family. And Marty and Rachel probably listened to a couple episodes where they were yeah, down there. They got a little bit of a space down there. And uh, there are talks of the Whiskey Tangent podcast going on remote location to Honduras. And also jumping 15 spots from 33 to 48, Argentina. That's interesting to me. They're really far down there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. They could be almost in Antarctica. Like, that's how far they're they really be. far. Yeah, yeah, we need somebody from Argentina to go to Antarctica. So we oh, that'd be cool. If we ever go to Antarctica. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if we ever go on an Antarctica cruise, we're going to definitely get a satellite phone so we can get a download. Oh, shit. All right. So that's, uh, you know, great news, actually, I, for I, us. Wasn't really as excited for these stats as I normally am. And, well, holy crap, August saving the day with a whole lot of interesting things going on. It really did. Um, it was still a little bit less than last season. The Whiskey Madness always yeah. brings up our numbers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, We've put out less episodes in the last six months. And, right. And so, naturally, the numbers will be down a little bit. I'm, I'm all right with that. Right. And that dovetails right into what I was going to talk about. The season seven recaps, we did 18 podcasts total versus the 25 that we did in season six. All right, holy crap, that's seven less. Even if you're average 150 an episode, right there, it's like 1,000, 1,200. Exactly. So there are several reasons why we could have been down. Right. Uh, one of them, it was the first season during which we didn't do a single full-length numbered episode on a bourbon 
or an American rye yeah. in the entire season. Right. So if people weren't into Irish whiskeys or Canadian, Canadian whiskeys or, yeah, or South African, Australian, Welsh, Welsh, that, that was, was the it. The one. Welsh yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. So we did six full length episodes. We did seven shorts. We did two bonus shorts and we did three news yep. uh, episodes. Uh, but we don't have to go through the news episodes in this recap because they're re- just, not relevant anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you want to listen to them, please do. They're still fun and informative. They're more informative than fun. Everything's fun with me. Don't listen to him. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that we did in season seven was the Starlight Carl T. Huber Double Oak Bourbon Quick Taste. Yeah. The thing that I remember most from that short was Ed mispronouncing um, Koval. This is quite good. I, yeah. I really like this. Yeah, it's a change of pace. I mean, l- let me be very clear how I say this. It wouldn't be an everyday for me. It's, yeah. It has a very unique flavor. It reminds me in the way I feel about the one that has the millet instead of rye, Corval. Oh, the Koval? Yeah. What did I say? You put an R in it. I said Corval. There's no R in it. Koval. 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 I think it's Koval. I'll start again like I didn't say all that. <laughs> I think the uh, Corval. Koval. Right. Just like that. <laughs> yep. You want to put an R in it. I don't know why. Koval. 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 No, oh, you did it. Fuck. <laughs> And I'm sure you're going to listen to me mispronounce it right here. Yeah, I did it. Right. Sorry, I did it. But. Uh, oops, uh, I did it again. <laughs> okay. So the first episode we did was episode 52, Irish Fest 2022. Mm, so much fun. Dingle Slain, Powers, Glendalock, and Writer's Tears. This is when Dreyer got her jacket. Yep. Finally. <laughs> so exciting. COVID uh, delayed. Yeah, she deserved it. And I miss just seeing her around town, but she's also highly missed on the podcast. Uh, this was an hysterical episode because I usually go back and I listen to all the episodes yeah, just yeah. to see all the things because I want to see what I'm going to drop in. Uh, I could drop in like six different things <laughs> on this episode. I'll pick two and drop them in. I'm sure <laughs> there'll that, be a good two. We were making fun of the Three Swallows name. We then have one of uh, the ones I'm really excited about, the Powers Three Swallow, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of like the feminist version, Powers Never Swallow. Oh. And then the... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a terrible porn. Wow. It's actually called Powers 3 Spit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mispronounced famous because I said flamous and that set us off on a tangent. (laughs) I cheated and spelled the slain. I'm going to tell you right now, completely different. Now go, Scott. Okay, so... The story of Slain Irish Whiskey begins at Flamus, famous Slain Castle. Flamus. Flamus. That's how famous it is. It's, it's, it's on, on fire. Wow. <laughs> on fire. Fire. Which actually kind of fits in oddly. Famous Slain <laughs> Castle. Jesus. No. <laughs> Dude, why do you fit in so oddly? I don't know. It's I don't like, know. Fuck it. I, I just fit in oddly. <laughs> fuck around corners, bitch. Like, yeah, no. they got pills for that. Damn. Wow. Damn. That went like so f- So far right. Go on, Scott. I only said like eight words, so I'll start over. <laughs> the story so will we. <laughs> uh, hot liquid. I don't know if you remember hot liquid. So this whiskey is uh, not from a new distillery, obviously. A nudist distillery. <laughs> I, I heard that too. I, heard. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, wait a minute. That sounds wow. dangerous with all the hot liquid flying around there. Hot liquid in a nudist colony. Uh, hot liquid. That was my disco name in the 70s. 
for my disco band is Hot Liquid. Now opening for ABBA. Hot Liquid. <laughs> um, we had a whole argument about pork roll versus Taylor Ham. <laughs> the finish was ginger snap biscuits, dark mm. chocolate, and a hint of refreshing mm. citrus and New Jersey pork roll. <laughs> wow. no, I, made, I made it up. Oh my I'm god! Like, I was, no way. I was like, no At way. least he said pork roll. Respect. <laughs> right, respect. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more like Taylor Ham. No, right, fuck I, the I Taylor Ham. Right, Get it. out. Get out. Siobhan's going to disagree. Everybody knows that North Jersey is right all the time. So it's Taylor Ham. So you guys it can, literally oh, package okay. says pork roll. <laughs> no, it, you know what's funny is no one in North Jersey cares about anything people in South Jersey have to say. <laughs> so in their crazy mind, it's it's just. But the uh, package just says Taylor pork roll. There's no ham anywhere on the label. Mm. They've just made that up. So, like in back in the day, it could have been Taylor, Taylor Ham's ham. pork roll. And also, or something. when I you're have, thinking, I have back in the day. Oh, do you? Okay. It says John Taylor's pork roll. Is that really back in the day, or is that just one of the bigger packs? Taylor Ham. All right. So Siobhan enough. saw my deception. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't just look at pictures. You know, I analyze. I swept like, it real quick so she couldn't get a look. <laughs> he zoomed in <laughs> so far. Like, don't look at the corners. <laughs> he framed it just what he wanted Siobhan to see. Yeah. What about Canadian bacon? Um. What? <laughs> what is That's that? a whole other topic. Now that we're talking about meats in your mouth. Oh, oh my. Ooh, wow. So Dingle. <laughs> so back talking to Dingle. about meat. Uh, oh, that was it. That was oh, so wait, Siobhan was here for that. Yeah, episode. yeah. Siobhan, Gabe, and Dre. Troublemaker. <laughs> then we did, uh, with the same crew, a Jameson cold brew quick taste. Right. Where we also created a traditional Irish coffee. Yes, it was delicious. God, it was so good. We made fun of your uh, five-hour energy. I drink so much coffee that I would have to drink a shit ton in order to get the shakes at all. Three Plus cups you do in the meth, morning. You do like this meth thing before you work out. Yeah, uh, yeah there's this uh, like explode powder or whatever, meth. and it's got like 360 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, is that the stuff that, that's the stuff that killed a guy a couple weeks ago. Now, that does give me the shakes. Well, not shakes, but it makes me tingly all over. And Before, has a five-hour energy in his pocket. <laughs> oh, is that a five-hour energy in your pocket? You're just having to see Well, I'm sitting next to Dre. Oh, <laughs> so you don't need the five-hour energy. <laughs> Drea? Yeah. That's about the size of it anyway. Oh, oh wow. wow. Damn, I wish I brought a monster today. Instead, I brought a five-hour energy. <laughs> I set myself up with that with the smallest energy drink on the market. <laughs> You really did. You really walked right into that. You had to get real close when you walked into it, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if Drea walked in, she'd be like, "What's that? Did I feel something?" I'd be like, "Little bitch." <laughs> <laughs> well, Siobhan was up sitting on my lap. She wouldn't notice things Damn. like that. Oh. What did it say about Siobhan and me having makeup sex? And you're like, oh, oh yeah. I forget what episode that was. And you're was like, on. yeah, true. And the fact that you just made you just it up. just made it up. Yeah. It's made up it's sex. Made up sex. <laughs> Uh, so next one was a full-length episode that we did uh, the finally canadian whiskey episode <laughs> smell it again jeff i just recoiled in disgust from the from nose. the nose really you don't the like nose it was nasty really maybe it's when ed said asparagus maybe you, you started I, smelling asparagus in it asparagus pee yeah the uh, chambermaid's curse right uh smell it again jeff 
is it still off-putting to you? Smelled again, Jeff. It's a shop where you can bring in your things to be smelled again if you're not smelled sure. Smelled again, Jeff. <laughs> if you think your milk is bad, you're not sure. Bring it in. Jeff will smell it for you. <laughs> smell it again, Jeff. Oh, I got, wait, I, I want to copyright that right now. <laughs> Smelledagainjeff.com. Ching. Honey, is this milk bad? I'm not sure. Well, let me drive down to Smell It Again, Jeff. Smell It Again, Jeff. If you want a second opinion. Can, can I cook this chicken? Is this turkey lunch meat still good? Bring it in. I'll smell it. Uh, and smell it again, Jeff. If I, I'll, and if I don't like it, I'll smell it again. <laughs> Bring it down. So, smell oh. it again, Jeff. Straight on White, White Horse Pike in Andalusia. Andalusia? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I'm going to have a field day in editing. That's going to be amazing. Smell it again, Jeff. It's one of the funniest things from the year, without a doubt. <laughs> And Jeff was right on time with it. That's a great episode, he too. Might, that might be his funniest episode. Yeah, if there's two things I could pull from that, I would pull this melody again, Jeff, and then Sue's sexy oh, yeah. uh, voice that I made her read the uh, description of one of the whiskeys. This remarkably smooth, award-winning whiskey is carefully aged in charred American white oak barrels for no less than 60 years. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which intensifies its complexity mm. by mellowing its finish. Unhurried by time, Crown Royal 16-year rye is deliciously bold and irreverently spicy. <laughs> Softened by creamy vanilla and sticky caramel. <laughs> While hints of fragrant clove and hot cinnamon warmly linger oh my god we're gonna take a break and uh yeah. we'll all be right and, back and a, and a shower <laughs> and a shower i had an intense finish and it, 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 it was not mellow Okay, so uh, the Irish Fest 2022 hangover where we compared Yellow Spot versus the Kilbegan single pot still. Irish whiskeys with uh, Jeff and Sue. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, the thing I remember that for that was you said something like uh, knowing Sue. I've only had it like maybe one time. So it's like, yeah. I haven't had Yellow Spot a lot. This is going to be exciting. I know. Uh, Jeff is here. Hello. And also joining us, Sue the Whiskey Pixie. Hello. I've never had Sue at all. So it's even wow. more interesting for, I mean, I've had her as a guest, of Hello. course. I mean, not, not in the biblical sense. I think it's important <laughs> to establish that. You know her. I know you her. You just haven't known her. Right. I did think it's important to establish that. <laughs> never, never in a biblical sense. Nor Jeff. I mean, once again, no. nor have I ever had Jeff in a biblical yeah. sense. Well. Or, or me. Right. Even Don't though. Ever, even though it's always assumed for it's some It's always reason. assumed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do a podcast together, so of course they're fucking. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so episode 54, Other Whiskeys of the British Empire. Brian, who started listening to us in Afghanistan, as you guys know, brought us over five expressions yeah. of whiskey, two from Wales, one from England, one from South Africa, and one from Australia. It was an amazing episode. They all were highly drinkable and delicious. It right. would probably come third above the legend in the Baines, behind the Adnams and then the the myth. But if you are a Scotch lover, I think you have to try this because it's, absolutely, yeah, it's Scotch. Scott is such like an underground Scotch lover. It's like he's in denial. I mean, <laughs> denial. I, 
he I'm a wants, closet scotch lover. Yeah, he wants to be a scotch guy so bad. Like any scotch that he can tolerate, he drinks. Like, look at me, I'm drinking scotch. Takes a lot of selfies of him and then posts it all up on the scotch lovers website, which I don't, I don't, which do I don't follow, it's, so I can't see him. It's false. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Like I wouldn't know because I don't follow it like you do. I feel like Scott does a whole TikTok on scotch lover <laughs> behind my back. It's like scotch lover Yeah, scotch with two T's. Right, Scott, Scott. Scotch. <laughs> scotch lover. I feel like uh, Brian is a big scotch guy because Brian, you just in conversations off the air, think yeah. you're as much of a scotch lover, I think, as you are maybe bourbons or eyes. Uh, I'm more scotch over bourbon. Okay. But uh, rye over scotch. I can't confine myself to like any one no, style. Right. There's nor, so much. And nor should you. Right. 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 Hey, he's a, he's a one woman man. He doesn't have to be a one whiskey <laughs> man too, right? I mean, exactly. he's made the right choice on where to be monogamous. Right. And now he's going to go play the field in, yeah. the, in the spirits world. He's a whiskey whore. But I'm an omnivore. <laughs> and I'm the whore. It came. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't what you would think. Like, oh, mm, that's, that's strange. Yeah. But this is a time we wanted to address the fact that the queen passed away. And we did three episodes in a row saluting the British Empire, yeah. Irish whiskeys, Canadian whiskeys. And of course, literally entitled the episode, Whiskeys of the British Empire. Yeah. I respect her as the iconic historical figure she is. Politics aside, colonization aside, apologies aside. Aristocracy aside. Right. I mean, <laughs> a whether, lot aside. Whether she ruled a monarchy, a democracy, or a theocracy, we can debate that all day. We were talking also that King Charles is 74, but with both his parents living deep into the 90s, he could be king for 25 years, Shit. for God's sakes. Yeah. William should get comfortable. <laughs> With your bald head, well, <laughs> as if I'm not bald. I know, but he went he he went from like studly to curmudgeonly, yeah, like studly to ugly. So I'll say, look like your neighbor, like yeah, yeah, it's soccer season again. We'll be taking the kids out to the games, you know, like when you have, he's had three kids, he got a little pot belly now. It's like yeah, we're going to the in-laws house for the weekend. All right, so you want you want to hear something interesting? Since you brought him up, yeah, I just saw on Twitter that a rumor that he liked to be pegged. I don't know this is appropriate. By women, and his wife didn't like it, but she allowed it because she didn't want to be involved with it. You don't want to discuss this? I don't know if it's appropriate for the last <laughs> call. Pegging, first of all. You brought him up. I didn't bring up the pegging. People are Googling that right now trying to figure out what you're talking about. And I'm sad that I know it. It's a rumor. All right. We just mentioned his the grandmother dying, and you're bringing up the pegging in the same report. Maybe she was into it. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> Scott. I know. I'm sorry. All right. We'll just move along. I'll let your editor's pen do it. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Exactly. I have no idea. It's a mess. All right. We do want to say that Scott was never in the room while the prince was pegged. He has no high witness well, evidence that this was a thing. <laughs> um, as our numbers in England and the British Commonwealth crash over the next three months. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> oh, Scott does it again. All right. Does it again, Scott? <laughs> Does it again, Scott? <laughs> All right. So the next thing we did was a quick taste of the Penelope Architect. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah, with Brian, uh, the top ten Penelopes no, no. of all time. Oh yeah, Penelope. I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm so dumb right now. <laughs> Such an idiot. I, I need to focus. Well, uh, the pegging I'm, just threw you off. I know. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm thinking like, what would that feel like? I'm kind of in my own head right now. I'm like, I've never had that myself. Like, like. Oh shit. So. The Penelope Architect, that's correct, with Brian. I remember that now. The thing about that episode, I mean, Penelope Architect was delicious whiskey. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're going to be putting out a new one soon. The ridiculous lists of rancor oh. from everything. That was the highlight of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the top five Penelope's from Ranker.com. Number five, 
Penelope Keith. Who? She's 82 years old. And she's a dame. Dame Penelope and Constance Keith to you, peasants. Okay. She's an English actress, active in all genres, including radio, stage, television, and film, and primarily known for her roles in the British sitcoms The Good Life and To the Manor Born. Oh, I saw a few episodes of The Good Life. Did you? I did. Oh, there we yeah, go. It was a good life. Interestingly, she's also number 38 on Ranker.com's top female celebrities who are 5'10". That's wow. You made that up. No. They actually have a list of top female celebrities who are 5'10". They have a list for everything, well, I know, bro. but that's that, I don't see how she's famous enough to be on that, but okay. <laughs> well, she's 38. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not 37 <laughs> other tall bitches that are more famous than her. Well, there are 37. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. After that, we had a bonus short where yeah. we did the single barrels of Evan Williams versus Elijah Craig. Yeah. Two men, too angry. Yes. Both were good. <laughs> yeah, they were. And they both are now limited. Like, just like Nothing. fucking everything. Evan Williams single barrel. It's now restricted just to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I went out because this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Tell him what you did. <laughs> so Scott goes, well, I guess I'll never drink it again. And I go, oh, won't you? <laughs> Let me go buy no. as many fucking bottles as I can because I have like five or six bottles. <laughs> and they're single barrels. So I grabbed. Yeah, because they're different vintages. And yeah. Drive to an extra store. Yeah. Get another barrel. Drive to another store, which sounds like a good idea. But once I drink the one I like best, I'm like, damn, I should have bought three of these when I had the chance. Mm, but yeah. this is me. I've done better. I've done better. You're a grown ass man. You can spend your money however you want to spend yeah, it. I tell people I don't live in a house where I need a chainsaw. Like, you know, people go like, oh, I got to buy a chainsaw so we can. No one judges them. Chainsaws cost two, three hundred dollars. I buy two, no. three hundred dollars whiskey. You're like, oh, yeah. don't I waste your money. Hey, yeah. please step up and kiss these nuts. Wow. I can buy as much whiskey as I want. Right. No one's shading you. Yeah. Have you seen my vintage car that I restored? No. No, of course not. Because I don't have one. <laughs> So instead of buying manifolds or whatever you buy for old cars. I have a new catalytic converter. No. No? Because I just buy vintage whiskey. Mm. And by vintage whiskey, anything that fits my closet and stays there for over a year. You have bespoke whiskeys, not bespoke suits. Correct. <laughs> I assume, because I don't know what you you're, mean. You're a crack, sir. I don't know what a bespoke suit is. Uh, but I mean, singularly handcrafted. Oh. Yeah. When I was the stockbroker, I remember the brokers that made money, which wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> they would be in their office and then they would, all of a sudden you'd see that they would stand on this little box and they'd have that jacket with the weird lines on it, you know, the mm. tailor jacket. And mm-hmm. The tailors would be in there with them measuring them. Ah. And then they would come out and they would pick from these like bolts of fabric with different patterns for suits and silk and on. They would pick the ones they wanted and then the guy would go off and they'd have the suits made $1,000 a piece. Wow. You know, I'm in my JCPenney special <laughs> trying to keep my pants from falling down. Because you live in a van <laughs> down by the river. That wasn't a bad joke. It wasn't it? No. <laughs> I hear you don't hear me chortling, do you? No, because you should be jolly. <laughs> holly, You're kind as jolly. <laughs> be jolly, damn it. It's a holly, jolly Christmas. Oh man. And I heard you whistling a Christmas song in the bathroom where you're peeing. You're I was. Psychopath. I am a psychopath. He's such a I Christmas love, psycho. It's only it's, September it's and September. I'm whistling yeah. a Christmas carol. He knows the falls here. He's such a psycho. He knows the falls here and he's a Christmas is like three months away. So he's already like chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim to read. It's like dancing. That's not a Christmas song. That's not what I was whistling. Oh, it feels Christmas to me. <laughs> So the next uh, episode that we did was episode 55, which was the bottled versus homemade cocktails for summer, horse butts, and monkey balls. It was a lot more fun than I expected. The bottled cocktails were better than I expected. I think the you know. Wait better. a minute. The Why isn't better? anyone saying anything about Ed going ahead of everybody? Like I the wonder, second wh- time. When would that be different? <laughs> <laughs> this time. He doesn't even 
didn't give us a chance. I'm a fast drinker. I can tell you right now, it's delicious, ladies and gentlemen. You don't even have to drink it. Case closed. That's a good point. I apologize. We'll, I tell you, Scott will just rework it so I come in last. No, no it's fine because now there's comedy. But like, so, but go back to it and tell us what you're smelling on it, everybody. I smell New I sm- Year's Eve. <laughs> 1992, my first Christmas in Southern New Jersey. Wow. And how they when used to Santa show. When Santa didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Santa burned in the chimney. When they used to play. Bobby, what is that smell? <laughs> when they used to play Saturday Night Fever, the movie after the Dick Clark special. Oh, my God. They used to play that on Channel 6. Wow. Your parents let you stay up late. Oh, well, yeah. Uh. I was 11. Uh. <laughs> Oh, well, come on! She's allowed to stay up all night when she's eleven. Yeah, it I was mean, New Year's Eve. She's mixing the drinks. By yeah. that. <laughs> and this is the time of the season, guys, where you want to look at those on-the-go cocktails. All right. Yeah, you for don't want to season. It would still work. Yeah, you don't want to drink one of your one ten barrel picks or something. You know, you know these are like seventy-seven, seventy-five proof. Right. And they're pre-made cocktails. So you don't have to bring your bitters and your vermouth with you and look like an alcoholic when you unpack when you get there. Right. Mm-hmm. You just pull one thing out, stick in the fridge. They have three seven fives. Uh, and, and that's really all you should drink when you travel. Let's be honest. Yeah. You pull, you know, you drink the three seven five of Manhattan's are old fashions and now uh, you watch the game and you go home. And so it works pretty well. Right. <laughs> the most uh, interesting thing about, I think, about this episode that I remember, I had a quiz key. Yeah. And the last question had to do with the origin of the word cocktail. Mm. So here's the explanation, which is hilarious. So horse dealers in the 18th century England would use the practice of figging or putting a piece of ginger in someone's butt on horses to make them cock up their tails, quote unquote, a sign to would-be buyers that the horse was spirited. Simultaneously, ginger was commonly being used to spice up drinks to make one feel livelier. From there, it wasn't long before someone made the connection and started calling drinks made with ginger ones that figuratively would Ah. cock your tail, Mm. which eventually got shortened to cocktail. Wow, cool. So cool. Isn't that a great story? It is a great story. As you were doing the explanation, I said, you know what? It makes sense because if a horse can't go to the bathroom, they're going to stick a piece of ginger up there and what's going to come out of his tail, Mm. a nice, hard, big dookie cock so <laughs> i was thinking cocktail wow wow i have a hell of an imagination <laughs> you do <laughs> you do yeah. i mean you taste in years for christ's sake <laughs> and then, <laughs> talk about pegging right yeah seriously all right so the next thing we did was elijah craig rye quick taste with yeah. siobhan and sue uh, they both really liked it, and it, we did too. It was really good. I mean, Elijah Craig has never let me down. The biggest joke in the first year of the podcast was how much I liked Elijah Craig better than Scott, and Scott played it up a little bit. But the rye, Whew. I felt, was even more in his wheelhouse. Terrific, yeah. And once again, it was like 30 bucks, yeah. 32 bucks. It was yeah. crazy. Heaven Hill makes amazing things. Yeah. So the thing I remember about this episode most, you, you came at my mom for making rhubarb pie. <laughs> The finish is medium to long, delivers a hint of rhubarb. Which is interesting. Overall, this is a tasty rye, and the price makes it all the more lovely. I mean, that's what we talked about. I mean, rhubarb to me, Fred, listen, your palate exceeds mine. Mm. I'm a neophyte compared to you, and I admit that. But we both can admit that rhubarb is an unapproachable tasting note to the public. (laughs) Most people don't know what rhubarb tastes like. No, they don't. And just the fact that you do, and it tastes like that, then it's got to taste like something similar to rhubarb. We weren't all sitting there like, my God, what are we tasting that we don't know what that is? (laughs) I don't know what rhubarb tastes like, but could it be rhubarb? 
<laughs> like, well, I mean, you say that, but now that I see that it says rhubarb, the lemon lime acidic sour thing that we were getting on the end of it, that's what rhubarb tastes like. So that makes sense. I, I know what rhubarb tastes like. Why don't you like just marry Fred Minnick then? <laughs> Kiss ass. Well, well, we are. I haven't announced it yet. <laughs> I have an announcement, folks. Oh it's actually not a marriage. He's merging the podcast and getting rid of me. It's oh. going to be Scott and Fred. It'll sound like Ed, but it'll be Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Ed is in Fred. Wait a minute. Oh. That came out wrong. <laughs> or did it? Ed's out. Fred's in. Uh, my mom makes um, rhubarb pie in the summer. because Oh, my, for Christ's sake. Is favorite. that a true story? Yeah, yeah. My, oh, a, my God. It's a favorite Another of my reason I have to suffer because my mom's not alive anymore making oh rhubarb pie. What is I your did. mother from? The 1800s, for God's <laughs> sake? Oh, I didn't know your mom was a pioneer. <laughs> I said she had scarlet fever. <laughs> no. She no, I, I said she had dysentery and died. <laughs> okay. God. Okay. So then after that, we did the Jack Daniels episode, episode 56, the one that kind of went viral. The viral episode. Yeah. The bonded versus the triple mash. I want to do, before we start talking about it, there's a fact check. I said that Gentleman Jack was 90 proof and then speculated that that could be what Jack Daniels was before they lowered the proofs. It's 80 proof. And uh, I got it wrong. But I'm did so it come sorry. out at 80? I'm so sorry. It might have come out at 86 when it first came out. Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. It's 80 now. I don't think the Gentleman Jack was ever 90, yeah. but Jack Daniels was 90, though I have to tell you, I wasn't drinking when it was 90. When no. I started drinking, it was 86, Yeah, and they lowered it to 80, and I, they haven't seen a dip. And listen, to their defense, if you got off a plane in Nepal, and the airport had anything that looks like a bar, there's a bottle of Jack Daniels there. Yep. Jack Daniels is in every possible bar it can be in in the world. You know damn right well, if you walk in a liquor store and they said they don't have Jack Daniels, your jaw will hit the floor. <laughs> if you walk into any type of a normal bar and say, can I get a Jack and Coke? And they say, we don't have Jack. Ever? No, no, it's not really called for here. <laughs> the cheese yeah. shop from Bonnie Python. Cheddar, <laughs> it's the single most popular whiskey in the world. Oh, not around here. No, we don't get much call for around these parts. So Jack Daniels, they're the second biggest selling whiskey in America after Crown Royal. But we know what type of machine that Crown Royal has. Yeah, Jack Daniels has been number one. I think just recently oh, yeah. Crown Royal overtook them. But still, they are the number one American whiskey in the entire world. The reason that Crown Royal took them over is because they really exploded with the flavored whiskeys. Uh, vanilla apple peach maple of which jack daniels only answered really with the honey and the fire mm. and i don't blame them they jumped into what they felt comfortable doing they don't need a jack apple maybe there is a jack apple now i don't know we had never got to do the flavored whiskeys because the ladies weren't available for it for reasons that is their fault not ours so <laughs> You know, I think they do have an apple. They also have yeah. like a cider and like they do yeah. have a lot of expressions yeah. that people don't really know a lot about. But the two expressions that we tried on that episode, the new ones, yeah. the bonded and the triple mash were great. Like, oh, yeah. But you can't compare them to the flavor. Well, Listen, no, no. Uh, that's what right. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I So saying. if it's a hot summer day and you got a bottle of Fireball in the freezer, I'll do a shot of it. It's refreshing and it kind of cleans my throat out, but it's not a whiskey. I mean, I'd rather do Goldschlager. If I've got to do cinnamon, I'll go old school on you. Mm. I remember my friend Jack got married and he had backdoor wedding and a back, backdoor wedding. No, that sounds like an anal thing. It's a, a backyard wedding. And, <laughs> and, um, Which reminds me of my inappropriateness. <laughs> bringing up that right. that Prince William was pegged. No. Well, that too. But also Jack Daniels. Right. Right yes. here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Although the Daniels were poor, they managed to eke out a relatively quiet and comfortable existence that is, until the Civil War, when the Daniel farm was overrun by troops from both sides, neither of whom were shy about looting the family's food stores and livestock. The two eldest Daniel boys were slain in battle, and just days after the Civil War ended, Jack's father contracted pneumonia and died. Financially and emotionally ruined, Jack's stepmother began sending her stepchildren away to live with other families or simply to fend for themselves. Although Jack was the youngest, he was also the first to go. For the next two years, Jack bounced from one charitable neighbor to the next, doing menial chores and whoring himself out, maybe, to pay for his meals. Wow. But too soon? I mean, there goes our Jack Daniels project. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the last family that he lived with, the Calls, who managed to teach Jack not only a valuable skill, but one he actually enjoyed. Juggling? Giving head. Oh. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> the Jack Daniels Company. Show some respect. I'm sorry. But anyway, on every table. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> instead of having champagne for the toast, like everyone does, my friend had Goldschlager with shot glasses on every table. And we all toasted him with a shot of Goldschlager, which I remember to this day. And it was a very long time ago because I just thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you guys don't know what Goldschlager is, it was a cinnamon liqueur. Yep. And it had little pieces of gold foil in it. Yeah. And and you could swallow that. It's fine. Sure. The gold does not interact with the body. And yeah. You just poop it right out. Oh, yeah. Poop today, poop tomorrow. Wait, no, wait. Gold today, gold tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so the next one. Chicken cock, chicken cock, chicken cock, right? Right, this is when we had Greg Snyder on from Chicken Cock. And, you know, I mean, I've gushed over this guy a lot because I mean, what you heard on the episode is probably a third of what he shared with us because it would have been an hour and a half episode. He has so much information. Anybody who loves the whiskey industry, he's like your dream career. And, you know, you might not know his name, but everyone's name that you know knows him and he knows them. Absolutely. Like we recorded about an hour and I had trouble just picking out the best bits of it to make it like a 17 minute interview. Don't even listen to us. Like, don't even listen to the whiskey. Yeah, if you don't well, want to. Well, also listen to it. But go to like minute 10 and listen to that because if you are listening to this or if you listen to the news, because more people have listened to the news than they've listened to that short. And I'm telling you, this is the most incredible interview that we, Ed and I, have ever done yeah. or possibly even heard from right. the industry. Like, yeah. he knew everybody. He knew everything about yeah. every facet of the whiskey right. he invented russell reserve if you like russell reserve whiskey he's the one that gave it to you okay yeah that's one little tidbit you're never going to find anybody with a better background than greg snyder it was incredible we we're incredibly lucky to have the opportunity to taste his whiskey and to talk to him yeah it was delicious i mean and there's a lot that i was skeptical about you know it's an expensive bottle it's like 200 dollars it's not that old, probably like four to five years, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it's not that high proof. It's about 95, 96, but it's high enough. Everything tended to be just where you needed to be for us to say, wow, this is pretty good. A complimentary bit of rum sweetness yeah. added to it, and it, that's exactly what he was Absolutely. going for. And it was terrific whiskey. It's a little expensive for most people, but right. if you're into the brand or if you're into rum finish rise – you should absolutely try to get yourself a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't come out a lot. There's only twelve, like usually twelve hundred bottles of release, so these are very yeah. rare. 
But the regular stuff is very drinkable too. So please give chicken cock whiskeys a chance. Yeah, we do a lot of nonsense on this podcast, but it was the most <laughs> important whiskey, re- right. like industry related cred. thing. Yeah, street cred thing that we ever did. Like, I'm really yeah. proud of it. You know, no offense to everyone who's ever been on the podcast. We haven't had a lot of A-listers, you know? It's not like Fred No comes on twice a year, no, you know? I mean, I, we're, we're small yeah, potatoes, Yeah, you know, right? it's not like we're, um, well, we're, we're you know, we're, Evan, growing. we're up to potatoes now. We're potatoes. <laughs> That's right. We're <laughs> regular-sized potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find some way to have him on again within a year because I, I need to talk to him again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, so the uh, last full-length episode of Season 7 was the Episode 57, The Wheat Whiskies. Wow, what a surprising episode. Yeah, so this is completely Billy from Benash's fault. Um, <laughs> I was in Benash, and I was buying some whiskeys. I bought the Kinsey Wheat Whiskey, because I like Kinsey, and I'd never seen it before. And I said, oh, it's only $44, something I'm going to give it a try. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you like that one, there's a one from the Brooklyn Distillery, 77, that's a special barrel pick that's eight years old and uses malted wheat. And so I, I grabbed that. And then I don't know how I end up getting the Journeyman Corset Whips and Whiskey, right? That was also a barrel pick. Oh, that's one of theirs, it's too. probably right next right, to right, it. Right, right, right. He's like, oh, yeah, that's good. You should get that. And so I'm checking out, and he's like, you know, you got three wheat whiskeys. You should probably do an episode of them. I said, wait, not weeded bourbons or weeded rice? He goes, no, no, these are wheat whiskeys. Wheat's the number one grain. I go, oh, shit, over 51% at least. I got in the car with the whiskeys. Scott had had been like all about doing a Sagamore episode because we wanted to get back to them for a long time. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that's going to go on hold again. I'll tell you why, Scott. (laughs) Because I just bought three wheat whiskeys. And he goes, all right, let's do wheat whiskey. So we picked up the Woodford Reserve wheat and we Mm -hmm. tried the night before we recorded it. We were in a bar and we tried the the Bernheim from Heaven Hill, their wheat whiskey. And we didn't like the finish on that. We thought, oh, this tastes good. No, it doesn't. And so then we started the episode with the Woodford. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. This tastes good. Wait, no, it doesn't. The finish is the same as the Bernheim. And I said to Scott, I said, man, if we have three more shitty whiskeys right now, I'm going to be pretty pissed off because I spent a pretty penny on whiskeys. And sure enough, we were wrong because the Kinsey was good, but the Corsets Whips and Whiskey was spectacular. It's what I've been drinking. Delicious and sweet. episode. And it's funny. fantastic. I'm almost done. Oh, somebody owes me for half a bottle of Corsets. You'll get an invoice. But anyway, then the... Um, <laughs> Fred! Fred! <laughs> No, I'm not speaking to Ed. Fred, you come here right now. Invoice, you bitch. <laughs> and then the um, the 77 was just one of the top five most unique whiskeys I've ever tasted. Yeah, that 77, we were flabbergasted by it. Like, that's the only word yeah. for it. Like, just one of the most, I think I said it, yeah. spectacular whiskeys that I had this year. And here's what's funny. That being said... I would rather drink the Journeyman every day. Yeah. Though I think the 77 was the better whiskey. Yes. As weird as that sounds. Yeah. The weed that is- episode was spectacular. I hope that one gets a lot of listens because I think people should educate themselves on really the only area of a whiskey besides single malt that can still grow, I think. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to grow. I mean, we're going to have more rise, more bourbons, but sure. the weed has so much room to grow. Yeah. And I'm a little conflicted about having everyone listen to that because of my hot tub story. Oh, your hot tub story is classic. It's the funniest thing you ever fucking said on here. And I laughed through the entire thing. Hours and hours go by and we're hammered. Oh my God. We're drinking so much beer. (laughs) So eventually you drink enough. You gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. But before I had to go, Pam's mom comes out and she's going to bed. She's like, your father and I are going to bed. And so do you guys need anything or anything? No. We're like, no, no, thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. And she's standing there and she's talking to us. And I'm like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. So I grab the towel 
And I totally forget that I've taken off my pants. So I wrap the towel around my shoulders because it's cold. And I stand up and walk down the stairs right past Pam's mom's face. <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. I couldn't stop laughing. I, I never told you the story on purpose because nope, I nope. was like, I have to save this for the podcast for and some time. He, he told people at the lounge the other day and I laughed all the way through and telling it again. Like, it's just as funny. Uh, so we have two more, but we probably won't do the last one because that last one, which will come out the week before this, hasn't actually been edited yet. <laughs> so that's the Clyde May. But in between there was the Larceny Barrel Proof three-batch yeah. battle with Gabe. So that was really mm-hmm. interesting to do. There's been a huge movement the last couple of years of getting not just certain whiskey expressions, but releases. Like, oh, you got to get the Booker's Lumberyard and compare it to the Road Home and the Kitchen Table. And they're all different. And yeah. I yeah. was like, bullshit. Like, come on. This right. is just another fucking thing you do to make us buy. Right. Exactly. How different are they actually? Right. And you don't really get the opportunity to, to taste them side by side. Right. Because they're hard to find. Yeah. And so I ended up having three of the Larcy Bowerproof. I had the, give me the numbers. Oh, <laughs> you had the A121. Right. You had the C920. Right. And the B522. And we tasted them. And we had enjoyed the A121. By itself <laughs> on a short because there was nothing to compare it to. Because by itself, it's a nice whiskey. Yeah. Compared to the other two, it turned out to have a little bit of a sour finish. It suffered. And so I liked the C921. Yeah. But Scott and Gabe liked the B522. Both of these I'm happy to have in my glass. Sure. I'm glad that we have more of the C921 and the B. Oh, well, well, there's one bottle. Well, now, down. now we have none of it now. It's all gone. It's spilled under the floor. The B522. So we have um, we have actually the most of the one that you guys like the best. It's a shame when I take it home with me. So, um, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but no, I was hoping to not do this to everybody and just say, eh, just grab whatever bottle you find. It's all the same. It's not all the same. It's not. If you have the chance to get two or three instead of the first release that we have, yeah, there's a big difference, I think. Totally agreed. I uh, thought the first one is uh, odd, and I think people Sour. thought it was yeah. Yeah. odd yeah. when it came out. It's also a lower proof than the rest of them. Uh, listen to the taste notes. So we didn't do actually taste notes for B522. Brown sugar, cinnamon spice, graham cracker, maple syrup, black cherry, red hots, and a bit of leather. Yeah. Yeah, I can a agree with that. A bit of leather that. around Gabe's throat when I choke him out. Wow. Wow. Oh, that came out of nowhere. Damn. He's going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Hello. Come out of your ear. Damn. Jeez. And by the way, the B522 is delicious. But I'm sad to report that all three expressions are noticeably different. So if you like a particular brand, if you're a Booker's disciple, if you're a Knob Creek, you know, barrel strength disciple, if you're a smoke wagon person, uncut, unfiltered, unfortunately, the different releases do matter. It is crazy because you think that the three that we did, they could have all been different whiskeys. They could have been named differently. They could have made up names for them yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and bottled those expressions and made well, a lot of money off I mean, of they those. were the same whiskeys, though. They, they, well, they were the same mass bills, but different proofs, but they tasted legitimately different. Right. So uh, what is the difference between just naming something an expression of the same whiskey and naming it a new whiskey? Right. Now, that's, good. that's a good question. And we're about to get into that, right. actually, right now, which is right. a good segue into the Stellum Fibonacci blend. Last call, quick taste. 
my birthday present from Ed. Thank you very much. Yep. All right. So this limited release blend of straight rye whiskeys distilled in aged in Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee, blended and bottled at cash strength, celebrates the Fibonacci sequence, a series of numbers used in mathematics and echoed in nature each the sum of the two previous numbers. Six separate rye whiskeys were volumetrically combined in accordance with the Fibonacci sequence. And like everything from the swirls of flower petals and nautilus shells to the structure of hurricanes and spiral galaxies, this blend is both balanced and beautiful. So I reached out to Stellum because we reported this on our July news that this was coming out. And I speculated that the barrels were blended in a particular way. And I described that and they reported that I had it right. Oh, nice. So here's, but I liked their description better. So say you had six rise, which they did. Mm-hmm. If they were lettered A, B, C, D, E, and F. Right. A had one part. B had one part. Mm-hmm. C had two parts because one and one is two. Yep. D had three parts because one and two is three. Right. E had five parts and F had eight parts. Mm-hmm. So that's how they were blended According to the Fibonacci sequence. Just Google it. You'll find out what that sequence is. Yeah. And then listen to Lateralis oh. from Tool with the information that tells you how that fits in. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, because he does his uh, lyrics right. by the Fibonacci sequence. It's just the guy, they're brilliant. Right? Absolutely. All right. So the stats are, this is a blended rye. Its proof is 115.12. Which is, which that's is what they do. standard by barrel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the mash bill is not disclosed. The age is no age statement. The mash bill would be so hard with six different rides. Yeah. However, they did say that these are all MGP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. we, if you don't know that we worship MGP in the whiskey world, I mean, your whiskey world would not be the same without MGP. They keep all of us afloat in good whiskey. And there's a ton of whiskeys that you're drinking right now. You have no idea. That at least part of it is MGP. Whiskey. MGP is an unstoppable force and yet for good. Yeah. And Barrel, who we respect a lot and makes amazing blends, they chose to take six different rye whiskeys from MGP to make this blend. Yep. And trust me, that meeting would be fun to sit in at. It would be. Because that dealt with Rick House location and mash yeah. bills and all and, types of and, shit. And which of the rise do we do eight parts? Yes, which do exactly. we do just one? That took it, a lot of tasting. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. That's where you need a master taster at. Right. That's a position, by the way, if you don't know that, that you could be a master taster. Yeah. I didn't know that until recently. I knew there was master distiller, master blender. And there's master baiter. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody freelances in that, don't they? <laughs> Everybody has that at the bottom of their LinkedIn page. Oh, shit. Yeah. Skills. <laughs> their last skill. Master skills. Yeah. Bader. Uh, yep. I worked on it twice today. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a Saturday. What do you want me to do? I had a lot of time on my hands. All right. So let's talk about the uh, Stellum Fibonacci. <laughs> Oh my God. This was $99. Yeah. And, and that is the MSRP. And I was going to ask you, uh, but I didn't want to ask you because you're no, a birthday if, present, Yeah. But, but you know, it's not like I, I mean, I knew it was around a hundred. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first of all, you treat people on your birthday and like, this was one that I knew he'd want to try because he's a rye guy. It's six rise. It's yeah. the Fibonacci blend, which speaks towards tools lateralis. And, and I'm a math nerd. And once again, yeah. no shock. This was picked for me by Billy from Benash. Jesus. And I thank Billy for helping me with this. So let's smell it. What do you, what do you get? We have this in our neat glasses. It's been sitting for a while with the cap on. We swirled it. It's not very rye forward for a rye. It's not. You know what I get? Honestly, cigars. Not burnt cigars. Fresh 
cigars. Oh, like a box of fresh cigars. Uh, like a box of fresh cigars. You open the box and you get that amazing yeah. vegetal. Yeah, no, no, of course. Earthy. Yeah, yeah, I used to sweetness. I haven't smoked cigarettes in a long time, but when I used to smoke Marble Lights, yeah, you crack that fresh pack and you smell it. It's got that really good smell. It's mm-hmm. like sweet. Yeah. Tobacco. Yeah. I actually, I was not a smoker, but I had friends who were smokers and I was like, oh, you're open a fresh pack. Oh, let me smell my fresh pack. I smelled pear. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's very hard to identify. It is a light fruit scent. Yeah. And I was trying to go there and then I capped it, swirled it and opened it again. I was like, oh shit, that smells like a cigar. This doesn't smell like a ride in me. It does smell like a bourbon. It doesn't. It's really weird smelling. If you gave this to me and said, smell this, what kind of whiskey do you think it is? I would never have guessed rye. That's the last thing I would have guessed. It smells more like a bourbon than a rye for sure, but yeah, there's no bourbon in it. Yeah. I might say wheat, actually. It's delicious I get some bubblegum. Absolutely bubblegum. I get some vanilla shortbread, like a little breadiness to it. Like Mm. I said, the pear, the sweet fruit. I got the herbaceous notes that you said is tobacco. Yeah. I can see that, but I'm getting a very sweet nose on this. Yeah. Very subtle. On the nose. All right, let's take a taste. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Whew. It's hot. Smooth. But what's weird about this is oh. it's initially hot and then it finishes smooth, which is really a strange thing. It is weird. Normally, <clears throat> you taste the sweetness and you swallow and you get that Kentucky hug through your chest, that burn. Not with this one. The swallow was nothing. But as soon as it hit my tongue, it was like fully present, if that makes sense. Oh, my God. This is different. I'm not sure if I've tasted a rye like this before. I'm tasting some what I smell. The vanilla shortbread is forward now, and so is the pear. Um, I'm tasting some tobacco. Yep. Like I got on the nose. On the finish, I'm, I'm getting your herbaceous notes on my finish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on some ice. I already have it on ice for the last five minutes, so I'm going to see what it tastes like now, see if it mm. opens up. It's really strong. Don't put too much water in. No. Okay. Because I feel like the ice melted. I feel like I lost a little okay. bit on it. All right. I'm going to take one sip. I'm getting like a honey sweetness and then yes, like, honey. and then a clove. Ooh, let me try that. Cause it, like you said, it transitions really fast, uh, like a supreme alcohol sweetness yeah. and then a smooth spiciness. On the water, clove comes out a lot more. Does it? Okay. A lot more. Okay. Let me see that. It's like all in my mouth right now is clove. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. So with the water on it, I am getting more rye spice. Like I can taste that now that it's a rye. Mm, yeah. Whereas before it was like, I'm not really that sure. That might be what I taste with the, um, when I was saying the clove, maybe they're combined the clove and the rye together. Yeah. I mean, this is a fascinating, delicious whiskey. Yeah. Like, it's worth a hundred dollars and I knew it would be, but it's so funny. Barrel invented Stellum to make a $50 whiskey and then they just can't fucking help themselves. Why is this not a barrel expression? I don't know why they have to have a $100 Stellum. Right. That was the whole purpose of the Stellum brand. Yeah, the Stellum was supposed to be like piggyback, like an approachable whiskey that people could afford who didn't want to spend $79, $85, $99, or $125 for the barrel expression. Right. So this was what I was talking about. Like, who decides what right. is a new whiskey and what is an expression of the same whiskey? Like, Well, there is no same whiskey for this. <laughs> well, right. There isn't. You know, there's six fries in there in different parts. Yeah. All right, so the difference between like an Elijah Craig rye and this, <laughs> Elijah Craig rye is like $35 and it's one rye and it's good and you drink it and make a fucking old fashioned with it and do what you want. But this. This is extraordinary. I love this. That's why I got it for you. I know. Thank you so much. Uh, like I said, with the 77 whiskey, it was one of the most extraordinary whiskeys that I've had this year, along with the Journeyman Corsets yeah. Whips and Whiskey. This is up there with those. People ask me all the time, like, what's worth $100? And I have to tell you, don't get excited by the bottle. It's basically a wine bottle, and there's nothing fancy about it. 
the barrel spirits bottles are nice fat round bottles they stand out the labels are all different colors yeah because a lot of people don't know yeah. that stellum is barrel right now stellum's classy looking the label's classy yeah but i think if you don't know if you're not looking for Stellum, i think it's easy to walk by on the shelf yeah okay so let's do the uh, tasting notes okay so these are theirs yeah and Ed, I have to report that I think our criticism of the ridiculous tasting notes yeah. is paying off. Okay. I didn't detect a ridiculous tasting note in any of this. Okay. See if you do. All right. Do you want me to translate into barrel? <laughs> Go ahead. Say, say what it is. I'll All translate right. what it was like uh, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the nose, citrus forward with a delicate spice on the back and lasting earthy notes of tobacco and oak. All right. So Madagascar grapefruit. With Indonesian cinnamon uh, <laughs> sprinkled on the asses of snow monkeys. <laughs> All right, read it, read it for real. Let me, let me that, that's, that's it. That was the note. I would say it again. I wasn't paying attention because I was trying to mock it. All right. Citrus forward okay. with a delicate spice on the back and lasting earthy notes of tobacco and oak. Yeah. Now, like they I said, said, they said citrus. I said pear. I mean, I don't get a lot of citrus. On I this don't place. either. But let me try it again. Let's see if we can smell some citrus. I mean, once they tell me, I feel like I'm like a bitch. I'm like, yeah, I smell it. No, I mean, I don't think it's all citrus right. for it at all. Or so the palate is honey and lemon again with the lemon, but honey. I said yeah, honey. Yeah, you did. Uh, hit the tongue with a slight earthiness, reminiscent of black tea. That's interesting. Ooh, I can see that. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, that might be what I wasn't thinking. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Brown butter and molasses come forward, revealing the softer side of the whiskey, followed by clove and brown sugar. All right. A touch of cinnamon apples and chocolate come through before revealing the charred oak tannins. That's the palate. All, all very good. On the finish, a long finish that touches each part of the palate. Savory and sweet. The lemon and honey are a delicate, sweet base layer to the rich clove, ginger, and tobacco spice forefront. The oak shows through on the finish, highlighting that there is some finely aged whiskey in the blend they have with three drops of water. Mm. More charred oak on the nose with a delectable sweet cinnamon on the palate. Clove and ginger become more present with the yeah. addition of burnt orange peel. Okay. But the rich dessert notes of brown butter and caramel are a bit more subtle. I mean, I, mean, I definitely get burnt orange on the finish but not now that I really focus on it. But burnt um, orange. Okay. Let me get Yeah. That. Check for the burnt orange. On the finish on the way out. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, because you were thinking hot, like sweet sitness, but it's not, it's not sweet citrus. It's kind of like a muted. Like I said, this is terrific. I'm blown away I by this. I only get you the best. Okay. <laughs> so, and you finish the podcast. I'm drunk. Yeah. Um, Stella! Since it came out, the Stella has been spectacular, the rye and the bourbon. And what's funny is when they first came out, the rye got all the accolades, but I like the bourbon better, shockingly. But this, this is one of the best $100 whiskeys ever bought. Is it the best rye you ever had? Mm. Rye not finished in anything, just unadulterated. Well, I mean, it is adulterated. There's six different ryes in Well, here. it's blended. Okay. Um. Yes. Maybe one of the boss hogs. I'm putting it up there with every other. That's uh, why I asked you. Well, this is what we talked about. So you want to spend $500 on boss hog or you want to get five of these? <laughs> right. I'm buying five of these. I'm just saying. It's Absolutely. not something against boss hogs. All right. So where are we at? Okay. And okay. So... The next thing we're going to do is the season eight preview. All right. Okay. So we're not really prepared that much. Not really prepared. We're kind of freewheeling here. We're flying by the seat of our pants. We have a lot of things and a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire, but we haven't really locked anything in yet. We have an, a lot of ideas right. about, so we're definitely going to do more podcasts yes. than we did in seven. Yeah. 
And we only did 18 yep. total. We're going to do at least 21. I had a little medical problem based started with COVID, and uh, I'm better now. Yeah. Once again, just for the record, me taking easy was doing three episodes a month. Uh, <laughs> Instead of four. Right, it wasn't like, you know, really taking time off. We just took one episode where I didn't have to drink as much, made the news. Well, we recorded more per time and then yeah. released less. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. exactly. So we're going to do at least four episodes. Yeah. We're still going to do one episode per month, but we remember, we don't do episodes in January or March because we do the January Wiscumentary and the March Madness. Which is funny because I have no idea what the Wiscumentary is going to be this year. Well, I have an idea. We haven't had production meetings yet on that because it's still six months, well, five months away now. Right. So uh, in October, episode 58, like we said, we're probably going to do the uh, Balconies. November episode, maybe Sagamore, maybe Few, maybe something else. We yeah, don't know. Right. Uh, in December, it's episode 60, so that's cocktails, hopefully with Anders. Yeah, I mean, Anders has not been back for like a year and a half. He has to come not back. that far, but it's been a long time, and Anders is pretty salty about not being here. Well, right. He was episode 50. We were at the lounge. That was the yeah, last one he right. was on. February will be either the Sagamore or the few, the, the right. one we don't do right. in uh, November. Five shorts. We're going to do Make Your Own Angels Envy Rye, because I just decanted right. it. We'll do various quick tastes, one of which might be Metallica's Rye the Lightning. So if we have Gabe and Siobhan back on and do like a metal revisit. Right, where Ozzy wins this time. <laughs> but we taste Ozzy, it. Ozzy's Revenge. Ozzy's Revenge. I love it. I love it. And, but we'll taste the Metallica whiskey. On <laughs> hashtag Ed through a tantrum. Hashtag Ed gets what he wants. Metallica Rye the Lightning Quick Taste slash Ozzy's Revenge. <laughs> That's it. That's the name. I already know the name of the episode. Uh, we're going to do a whiskey vault. We promised that's to do definitely this. coming up. What happened was while I had my medical problem, we were scheduled to get with our friend Doug, who has like 170 whiskeys. Yeah, you heard him on the Japanese Blanton's short. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to be called "It's All Doug's Vault," and uh, I had to cancel it. I think we'll probably record that next month. Yeah, and um, it'll be in the place of one of the shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the whiskeymentary. So the one I'm thinking about doing, and see if you like this in January, the whiskey competition circuit, and the whole thing about like, are these legit? Do they cause secondary market problems? The tastings and oh, all those okay. competitions. Oh, right, and, right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Like, why is that so prestigious? How do people sign up for that? Because you have to pay to actually get into Seth that. told us that, remember? He yeah. told us how expensive it was. Seth from uh, Broken Barrel. Yeah. And then the fact that our sponsor does uh, glasses, the glassware that they use. And the politics, by the way, because he lost one of his big competitions. And how much you taste per flight and how it deadens your palate. So if you're a first whiskey in that thing, yeah, you can do better than if you're like the sixth one. Right. Um, uh, we will do whiskey news every month. And of course... The Whiskey Madness 2023 brackets to be determined. Right. So that's all that's coming. Shout out to the 28 countries that listened to us for the first time. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone who's supporting us. I know there's people who listen to us every single week that I don't know. Would you please hit us up on whiskeytangent.gmail.com and say hi to us? We'd love to know who you are. Yeah. If you're a longtime listener, we want to know your name. We want to give you a shout out. We want to talk to you. Social media, yeah. the most we're active on is Whiskey Tangent Podcast on Instagram. Or hit us on our LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Especially if you're a distillery or a brand ambassador we're super important now so you should probably get to know us <laughs> we're, we're not <laughs> yeah we are scott always downplays us we're in 89 That's countries now 
our well, first year we were in in America. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. We're I think we're done. I I'm, think we're done. Like, super drunk, I'm, Ed. I'm about to eat a turkey hoagie. Okay. I'm trying to do. All right. Take us out. So again, thank you everyone who's been supporting us. I'm excited about the rest of this year and all of next year. Hey, come along for the ride. We really work hard to give you guys great information, and hopefully, we make it fun along the way. And we love you guys. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. Later. Later.